Good morning, and thanks for joining us this morning in worship with Muckleteo Presbyterian Church. My name is Jim Buren. I'm filling in for Dr. Mark Smith as he's away uh, on a little vacation. And it's been great to be with you the past few weeks. Um, we are on week three of a three-part series on the topic of discipleship. Uh, the first week, we talked about finding our purpose in the kingdom and what that means. Uh, the next week, last week, we talked about what it means to mature in Christ. And this week is my favorite. We're, we're gonna, it gets exciting right now. We're going to talk about what Christ's end in mind was and what it means to be maturing disciples, making disciples. Um, you've heard us use a lot of language um, recently wrapped around discipleship and discipleship culture. And that poses a really great question. And that question is, what is a disciple-making culture? What does that look like? Um, well, and most importantly, I guess, what does it mean to you and I as followers of Jesus? And what does it mean to you and I as followers of Jesus as we participate in this body or this church that we call Muckleteo Presbyterian Church? What does all of that mean? Well, I want to prepare you ahead of time. Uh, the answer can create unrest. It can stir the pot a little bit in people's hearts and souls, as well as ignite the passions of even the most devoted church member. Why ask? Because what we're going to talk about today causes us to examine our hearts and where we're at spiritually. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, just be our guide this morning. Father God, teach us from your holy word. May the words come to life. Holy Spirit, empower us to walk in the steps of Jesus himself. Empower us to be maturing disciples, making disciples. Empower us to do your will and to follow your commands. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said, the answer to the question, what is a disciple-making culture? Um, it can create unrest and even stir the pot a little bit as well as ignite the passions of people in church. These topics are big. These things relate to passion. Well, if you wonder why, it's because it causes us to examine our hearts. It causes us to examine our relationships. It causes us to examine where and how we spend our time, our true passions, our lifestyles, and ultimately our purpose. Those are big things. Those stir people up. Those stir up passion in people. So I ask that as we move forward today, that we would all move forward in grace and in peace as we look at what God has to say. You see, a disciple-making culture is when disciple-making is more than just a task on our checklist. A disciple-making culture is when disciple-making isn't what we do, but disciple-making is who we are. It's in our DNA. And when you really think about that, we can go through the motions in a lot of things in life. And never really be passionate about it. Never really pour ourselves into it. And we can get some results from that. But never the kind of results we get when we are all in. When we're devoted. And when we work really hard. 
when we follow really hard. We all agree that Jesus Christ is the answer. Most Christians I know would say that right off the top. What is the answer? Jesus Christ is the answer. But we struggle with practical application in daily life. We know the answer, but we don't know how to share it. Um, Life has so many ups and downs, twists and turns, and it's so unpredictable. And ultimately, if we keep things in perspective in this rocky, rough life that we live, in God's economy, it's not how we start out. It's not even the bumps in the road that determines our destiny. What determines our destiny is how we finish this race that we're in. Enter the church. You know, I said last Sunday we touched on <clears throat> MPC's purpose. And one of the things that, that, that I said last Sunday is we exist to share the good news here. That's why this church is here, to share the good news, to be a training center and eventually a launch pad for maturing disciples making disciples. Jesus' final words are our end in mind. When he says, go and make and share the good news and baptize and teach, that is our end in mind. We have many methods to do that. We can replicate, duplicate, flourish, reframe, study, group up, counsel, and like I said last Sunday, and even have some fun along the way. But we need to be a body that resources one another and uses the tools at hand and the places God's put us in and the people he's placed with us We need to use all of those things as we encourage one another to finish this race well. I want to talk about some musts in a discipleship culture. There are some things that just have to be present or it's not a discipleship culture. First, it's important to really say this before we get any farther today, that changing the way we live, changing a culture, it takes time, time, and more time. It's not a program. It's not a quick course that you can take and graduate from. It's a way of life. A discipleship culture facilitates and seeks to enhance and foster the life of a disciple with growth in Jesus Christ. Let's talk about some of the ways that this can happen. And and some of these terms you'll hear again in our live stream on the 20th, but you'll you'll be ahead of the curve if if you're listening today. First, to foster a culture of discipleship, we need to have a very, very, very strong and solid biblical foundation. Um, I think that the uh, anthem for discipleship should be Jesus Christ, the Cornerstone, or the song Cornerstone. I love that song. We sang it last Sunday, thought about bringing it back this Sunday, but we'll let it rest and we'll bring it back big on the 20th to start off our discipleship live stream. The way that we operate has to be based on Scripture. Or else we have a foundation that's going to be washed away. I love, and I'll take you back to your vacation Bible school days, to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. But today I want to read from a different version. I want to read from the Living Bible. This is what it says in the Living Bible. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God, and it's useful to teach us what is true, and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what's right. 
It's God's way of making us well prepared for every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. If we want to be a discipleship culture, we have to be rooted in and have a strong biblical foundation. And we have to strive that everything we do is rooted in God's word. If it is not rooted in God's word, we need to let go of it. And that's really hard to do. But living the life of a disciple, it's a way of life. It's not event-driven. And so we need to be rooted, God's word needs to be an integral part of our way of life as we pursue a culture of discipleship. Another piece of a discipleship culture is it needs to be intentional. We need to be intentional as disciples and disciple makers. In developing disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to cultivate disciples, we need to strive for consistency, and we need to encourage others towards the same things, towards Christ's standards. I love what it says in, in 1 John 2, 6. It says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. It's as simple as it gets. If we claim to be disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, then we need to live as Jesus did. And Jesus was very intentional. You know what was interesting? It wasn't Jesus' will that he was intentional about. It was his Father's will. When he says, not my will, but your will be done. Another point that we have to touch on is, is being relational, relationships. We need to reach out to those who are thirsting for more than this world has to offer. We need to share the good news. I love what it says in Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, that we hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. We share about the one who is faithful, Jesus we consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And, and that we don't quit meeting together, we do it more. And while we're meeting together, it's not a downer all the time, but we're encouraging one another all the more as the day gets closer that Jesus Christ returns to take his church home. Through the highs, through the lows, we walk together in relationship. Our real self can be shown. Not judged, but loved. We walk together through the thick and through the thin. And you know something? When we live in a culture like that, it gives us great opportunity to celebrate real transformation. We can celebrate real transformation when lives are changed, when people are healed, when marriages are mended, when wild kids come back home. All of those things. When we live in real relationships we provide Christ's answers, biblical answers to the trials in life, and then we share as we pray through those things, as we connect around those things, we share in the celebration when transformation comes. Another part is being sacrificial. A lot of people don't understand the word sacrificial anymore. We need to be sacrificial in sharing our gifts, our talents our experiences, our resources, and all of this toward making disciples. Eventually, every growing Christian, everyone who's growing in Christ, you come to a place where you realize that not only does Christ call us to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him, but he also calls us to live sacrificially. Our self-life 
the one that revolves around us, that life has to die. And our Christ life, or Christ, must come to life in us. Jesus himself was a sacrifice for us. He demonstrated this life. And I love what Paul writes. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship in Romans 12.1. And then in Hebrews 13.15-16, he says this, Don't neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Think about this. Intentional, relational, sacrificial. And the last point that I want to touch on today, it's the word beneficial. And in, in, in this economy of a discipleship culture, beneficial to the kingdom of God. And what that means is honoring and glorifying God's name, his name and his mission. Honoring and glorifying Jesus Christ, our Savior. Knowing that Jesus' last words, they are our aim as disciple makers. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, I love the passage. We've said it over and over again. Everyone should memorize it. Then Jesus came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Here's the best part. And surely I am with you always until the very end of the age. We're not alone in all of this. Jesus is with us. He is with us. The Spirit of God is with us and for us. Intentional, relational, sacrificial, and beneficial. That's the vision and the aim of our discipleship team here at MPC. We seek to provide examples and a model of what relational church culture looks like. You know what excites me about all of these things that we just covered? What excites me is for the first time in my whole time at MPC, which is is over 17 years now. We are in line with our denomination. You see, ECO, our, our new denomination, they're all about these things. They're at the heart of ECO. They're at the heart of the denomination. They want to produce flourishing churches. They don't want to have churches just sit and do nothing. They want churches to be alive they want churches to be launch pads and, and organizations that send and teaching and training and a place where people share in life and share in conversion and celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ and all he's doing. It excites me that we're in line with our denomination and that our denomination in turn, which is the most important thing, is in line with the great commission given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your discipleship team, our discipleship team here. We're praying and we're aligning around all of these things. We're building our processes around these things. So how do we make disciples? Well, we're building them around being intentional and relational and sacrificial and beneficial. We're building them around what Jesus did. We're working towards communicating this, modeling this, and resourcing leaders in our church. 
but we can't do it alone. And we were never called to do it alone. We were all called to do this together because we're in this together, you and I. I'll tell you what Jesus is looking for if you're wondering, okay, what does Jesus want from me? This is what he wants from you. He wants you to be faithful to his call. He wants us to obey his commands. And when he said go into the world, he meant go into the world. The world may be different for you, may be different for someone else. We have different people in our lives. We have different situations in our lives and different challenges in our lives. But he sent us into all of that to bring the good news. My question for you today is, I guess, will you respond to this? Will we, MPC, will we respond to this call? I think one of the first sermons I ever preached here 17 years ago, it probably wasn't a very good one, but I know one part of it that was good. It was the part that I didn't write. <laughs> I want to share this with you because this has been on my mind a lot lately and through the years I've shared it with you. But God isn't looking for a bunch of rock stars and superheroes. He's looking for a group, a bunch of faithful people that will follow after him and that will trust in his power. In the words of Dr. A.B. Simpson, God is preparing his heroes. And when the opportunity comes, he can fit them into their places in a moment and the world will wonder where they came from. Are you one of God's heroes? I'm going to go ahead and say you are because you're called by him. He's preparing you. As a church, our aim should be to prepare the heroes of God to do the work of God in many different forms. Our work as a church should be surrounding everything we do in prayer. Our work as a church should be reaching out to our community. Our work as a church should be challenging one another and spurring each other on towards love and good deeds, growing in discipleship, multiplying what God has given us. All of these things can happen, and I know God wants to do these things. And like we said earlier, it's not a program. It's not something you graduate from, but it's something that takes all of us together. So I want to ask you, if these things resonate in you like they do in me and so many others here, I want to ask you to join us on the 20th, September 20th, from 6 to 7 p.m., for our live stream on discipleship. It'll be happening from the sanctuary right here. We'll be explaining kind of our vision for discipleship and, and the how, the practical pieces of it. It'll be from 6 to 7 p.m. And it's as easy to watch this as anything else on TV. You can go to your computer and go to www.mpclife.com and there'll be a link right on the website. All you have to do is click on it and you will be live with us We'll be here. You'll be wherever you're watching from. But my hope is that, and my prayer, is that we come together and everyone finds their place in the kingdom. And everyone finds their purpose and their mission here at MPC. And all of that is, is clothed and all of that is, just comes from Christ's commandment to go and make disciples of all nations. It happens in many different ways, many different places, many different times, by many different people, and you're one of those people. So join us 
as we begin to move towards a discipleship culture. I just want to thank you for having me the last three Sundays. It's been a privilege to speak to my church family. And I guess it goes without saying that I really miss everybody. And yes, truly, I am looking forward to the time when this sanctuary that I'm in right now, which is pretty empty right now, will be full of people. And we're working together for the glory of Jesus Christ, the King. Thanks so much for being here today. May the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and yours. Amen.